Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is, and the number is 800-922-6680. The voice is coming back, thankfully. A lot of people have this, uh, I don't know what it is, upper respiratory thing, and then it kind of segues into allergies and... Anyway, thank you for your patience. We will make the show as entertaining as possible and informative. Coming up, you know, Peter Schweizer, he's saying that uh, the dam is breaking on Biden corruption. I agree. I said when he was elected, he wouldn't be able to run again just because his brain doesn't work and he didn't attract, he didn't draw flies when he, uh, when he uh, of course, uh, ran before and then 2020 happened. And you can believe what you want about 2020, but... Sure, whatever, 83 million votes. Uh, That said, uh, we've got the audio from that coming up from Schweizer and among other people as as it is appearing that uh, Merrick Garland is going to be impeached, thankfully. Uh, This weekend I got to uh, be out and and I just enjoyed the weekend with my wife and my family. Broke the diet a little bit, had a a wonderful neighborhood gathering, got to meet some neighbors, including somebody I'm going to introduce you to, who's a neighbor a few blocks over who was fired from the University of Kansas for criticizing CRT. And he's got an amazing story, and we're going to have him on the show. Uh, and so, But I had a night conversation. Then on uh, Saturday night, we all got together. We watched a, a movie outside. We got one of these projectors for my daughter's 18th birthday and her graduation. And you can buy a, an outdoor screen projector and a screen for like $100. So we watched the uh, director's cut of Tropic Thunder, which is a movie that came out about 20 years ago. It's um, uh, Jack Black is in there and, uh, and uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, Gen X, I guess, movie actors. Um, and it's, it is, I think it's a masterpiece of comedy. And, uh, and I pose the question on uh, social media, is uh, Tropic Thunder the Blazing Saddles of Generation X? If you haven't seen the movie, uh, it is it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece of comedy, of uh, commentary about sensitivity uh, toward racism, uh, white liberals uh, uh, leading the discussion uh, with regard to black people uh, about their past. It's hilarious. It's it's really it's more than just a funny movie. It it, it makes some great points. And Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, his uh, performance is brilliant. That said, one of my all-time favorite uh, comedies of all time, Jim Gossett, apparently uh, put together a little, little list here um, uh, as David Letterman of Hunter Biden, he, the movies that he would watch if he were watching them outdoors in the summertime. And without further ado, we'll play that. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen, the top ten new Hunter Biden movies. Number 10, Father of the Bribe. That's a good one. Number nine, A Fistful of Ukrainian Dollars. A lot of them, a lot of them. Number eight, Thieving Las Vegas. (laughs) Number seven, When Harry Robbed Sally. There you go. (laughs) Nice. nice. Number six, Swindler's List. Swindler's List. Oh, my God. 
Number five, Field of Schemes. <laughs> Number four, Greedy Rotten Scoundrels. I like that, I like that. Number three, 20,000 Leagues Under the Table. <laughs> nice. Number two, Polterheist. Polterheist, I like that. And the number one Hunter Biden movie, Riving Miss Daisy. There you go. I like that. I like that. Good night and drive yeah. safely. Polter Heist. I like that. I see rich Chinese Communist Party officials. Here's Jim Gossett again. There is a louse that you have seen. And this louse is Biden's son. The DOJ gave him a pass, a deal they've given no one. Yeah, they did. Others charged with the very same crimes in prison they're confined. Oh, yeah, they're still in January 6th. While Hunter doesn't serve one. Cause justice was undermined Now Hunter's raked in millions And he took from everyone Oh yeah, he became very rich Doing drugs and strippers He's a scumbag too And this louse is Joe Biden's song It. So, you know, the mainstream media is beginning to cover the story. Why are they doing that? It's not because they know it's newsworthy. They're doing it to cover their asses. I'll just tell you, they're doing it to cover their butts. And they want to get ahead of history before it all comes raining down on them. This is Chuck Todd incredulously talking to a guy named Gary Hackey, I guess. He's the uh, NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent. These people are so clueless, or at least they pretend to be clueless. I want you to listen to this. This is Chuck Todd having to admit the abject corruption of the Biden family that is, is so overwhelming that there's no denying it anymore. This is a guy who would say, well, you know, the, the, the science is settled on climate change. Uh, no, it's not. But I'm going to tell you, it's settled on whether Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were corrupt. And it's been settled by communications, by a cover-up, by the DOJ, by the FBI, by the IRS, millions of dollars, suspicious activity reports, LLCs. There's a lot more evidence of corruption of the Biden family than there is that your freaking coal-fired pizza uh, place in New York City is causing climate change. Here is Chuck Todd. You know, it, it was not clear whether there was there there. These transcripts, who these people were, the second. We just weren't sure there was any there there, even though there's been there there for about, I don't know, five years. Whistleblower, um, these look pretty credible. What kind of uh, reaction have you gotten on the Hill today? 
Oh, now listen to this. This is just fantastic. Uh, Chuck, it's kind of ironic because I think, as you point out, the various oversight efforts by different Republican House committees to find a handle on a Hunter Biden scandal that would really break through have been pretty weak. They frankly. Been- oh, really? Like the uh, laptop from hell? How about that, moron? Pretty feeble at times. Not at all. A lot more uh, than the two impeachment proceeding against Donald Trump. There was nothing there. That's why he was let off. They've got more of the goods here than they have elsewhere. And again, that's a very low bar. It's just a matter of where you look, fool. But what they have here, sworn testimony from serious people, for, uh, you know, current IRS officials, one of them quite senior, making these allegations. Ironically enough, these claims haven't gotten the same kind of breathless treatment yes. that some of the other more fantastical claims that have amounted to less have from... Uh, um, all of the fantastical claims are are true it's just you're not covering them and and it's so funny you begrudgingly uh are are covering this now Catherine harridge on cbs the only real reporter there who literally four months ago finally did a report on hunter biden's laptop even though the fbi had it since 2019 and everybody knew it was real and in march of last year uh, Matt Gates introduced a copy of the lap of uh, the the laptop hard drive to Congress, and they still said they didn't have it. And so the mainstream media had it, didn't do anything about it. But here's Catherine Harridge now. A strong signal of family support for Hunter Biden attending a White House state dinner after his plea deal on tax charges earlier this week. As a Republican-led House committee releases testimony from two IRS whistleblowers, alleging the evidence supported felony tax evasion charges, more serious than the deal cut by the president's son. There seems to be a a real contradiction between what uh, the whistleblower is reporting and what the U.S. attorney has uh, agreed to one that's because they're giving him a deal they're giving him a sweet favorable deal that would put you and me in jail for years for these crimes but because he's a joe biden's son the fbi is in in their pants and the irs whistleblowers gary shapley told congressional investigators under oath i am alleging with evidence that the justice department provided preferential treatment slow walked the investigation did nothing to avoid obvious conflicts of interest while going after Donald Trump with eh, both barrels. The allegations went further that the Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss was blocked from bringing charges. It doesn't matter who appointed him. It doesn't mean he's going to parrot that man's politics. Washington, D.C., California, and sought special counsel status, a claim denied by the Attorney General. The only person with authority to make somebody a special counsel or refuse to make somebody a special counsel as the attorney general, Mr. Weiss never made that request to me. Yeah, well, that's not Mr. Weiss is saying. Nope, 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 nope. And and this is funny because this is uh, uh, Merrick Garland uh, uh, pontificating about the glory of the FBI that he has completely destroyed. Listen to him. I certainly uh, understand that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, the, the, over, the evidence is overwhelming. This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy. And essential- How'd you feel that way when you sick the, uh, the DOJ on parents who protested CRT? To the safety of the American people. How about going after all the, uh, the rioters in 2020 who burned America's cities? 
Nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, you know what? I think you're absolutely full of crap. And this is uh, New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney being uh, asked about just that. Committee, Claudia Tenney is with me. Congresswoman, it's good to see you this morning. So much to discuss. Let's start with the Hunter Biden influence peddling story. Your reaction to what you just heard from Merrick Garland. Well, first of all, if I could be a Democrat for a moment, I'd call that mansplaining. Uh, the <laughs> Democrats during our, our meeting on this, when we had the executive session, talked about, I thought you Republicans cared about backing the blue. How can you attack the FBI? Not when the blue is crooked. Yeah, and how wonderful they are. These are the same people that would attack uh, parents who were showing up at school board yep. meetings and called them uh, people that were terrorists, basically. Yep. So, uh, look, the FBI is dirty. These are dirty cops. This is what happened during this investigation. The Department of Justice engaged basically in, in obstructing justice in preventing this story from coming out, they interfered to make sure that these these IRS agents, who, by the way, were investigating a pornography ring, somehow end up with Hunter Biden's story. This is really they kind of go hand in hand. Really important part of the mix too. So, I mean, look, we can all focus on Hunter Biden, but the real story here is Joe Biden and how Hunter Biden was the proxy for Joe and the family. And this started as as uh, Peter Schweitzer pointed out back when Joe Biden was vice president. He was peddling his influence using his son. Remember, you've talked about this, Maria, traveling on Air Force Two, yep. meeting with the Chinese. Yep. Now the Chinese have data. They have a phone that was issued to him no, by the yeah, Chinese exactly. Communist Party. All this stuff is happening, and, and this is why. Yeah, the butt is off the rose. The seal has been broken. Let's go to a Tammy in Muncie, Indiana. Hello there, Tammy, and welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. How are you today? I'm glorious. Good to talk to somebody from Indiana. Yes, I'm a good friend of the guy you called your the, the the guy who identified as a woman of color, trans woman. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Um, I uh, I won't keep it too long. I I know you're a busy man. I just had a bit of a query. I I am a semi driver. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of Audible, and um, I was listening to a book, LBJ, the Mastermind behind the JFK assassination and um in it it talks about how j edgar hoover had wiretapped many people and listened in and blackmailed them to put lbj on the ticket mm-hmm. among other things and it kind of indicates that the fbi has been in charge of politics for many decades yeah. what if we have it back what if we have it backward what if what if the FBI has been in charge of the Democrat Party for a long time? Instead oh, it's been, uh, I don't doubt that at all, Tammy. It's very, very clear. And uh, certainly we start in, uh, in the, uh, with uh, the possibility of the assassination of, assassination of JFK and RFK and having the government involved. And RFK believes they were. He believes it. He knows it, he says. But I've said since the very beginning, uh, when the FBI was created during the Wilson administration, that it has always been a political organization at the top. And it has also almost exclusively gone after uh, conservatives and Republicans. Uh, there have been some striations along its history, but I would venture to say that uh, the FBI has been crooked from day one. This doesn't mean that all the field agents are. It doesn't mean all of the the work that those agents has done, but the FBI has been knee-deep in politics for a very long time. That's why they did the church commission in the 70s, and we find ourselves now, 50 years later, in the same place, but much worse. Tammy, I appreciate your phone call. I gotta go. I'm inclined to believe they may be the D 
deep state. And, uh, oh, of course they are. And, and many of the bodies left behind many of the Democrats may be a oh, result of oh. You have yeah. a great day, sir. It you too, Tammy. listening to you. God bless. You too. You too. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think I'd like to see some of those crumb suckers go to jail for life. How about you? That was kind of the vibe I got at the uh, little, we had a little uh, community block party, and there are a lot of people who are very mad at the DOJ and the favoritism that's happening, as well as all of the other nonsense. America has really reached its uh, its breaking point. Uh, we're tired of the nonsense. Time to return to uh, common sense. We'll get to more of that in a minute. I want to say that uh, Newsmax is doing a poll right now. Uh, do you uh, feel that Trump's indictment is legitimate or just a political act? Just text the word Trump to 39747. That's 39747. Trump is the, uh, is the, uh, is the word. Make sure your voice is heard. Newsmax America's uh, fastest-growing cable news channel, and it's kicking butt. Rob Schmidt is owning it every night at 7. Eric Bowling is owning it every night. Greta Van Susteren, Greg Price, Chris Plant. It is must-see TV every night, and it is on Newsmax. Download the Newsmax app, if you would, on your phone. You can listen to it in the car or, uh, you know, watch it if you're in the passenger seat not driving. Um, Or you can go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com for listings and uh, back on DirecTV at 349. I surprised somebody this weekend. They didn't know that we were back on DirecTV. I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, cool. We can watch it again. Yay. That's cool. Joe Biden used a secret global cell phone while he was vice president, paid for by Hunter's term. Uh, a firm. Other than that, nothing to see here, Chuck Todd. Peter Schweizer, the author of uh, Secret Empire, said Joe Biden was using a secret cell phone that was paid for by Hunter's firm. It was an AT&T phone. It was a $300 a month. It was a global form- phone where you could access uh, somebody anywhere around the world. The phone number and account information with the people over the uh, House Oversight Committee. He's, they have the information, by the way. Biden's secret global phone was used to run a very lucrative influence peddling operation that included his entire family, including uh, Hallie Biden, Kathleen Biden, Melissa, uh, a couple of nieces and a grandchild. And they were all, you know, business leaders, I guess, when they got those millions of dollars. Or it was just graft and corruption, which it was. Here is, uh, this is uh, John Kirby getting a little touchy on Friday. John Kirby is this little mousy little uh, guy. He almost looks like you could trust him and you realize he's a weasel. And uh, he was asked about the uh, WhatsApp messages where Hunter Biden was threatening the Chinese communist official if uh, they didn't get their five million bucks. And here is how John Kirby responded. This now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. Yeah. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then yeah. that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? He was lying. No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. James, James, let me just, let me save you some. No. What's up, Jimmy? Why can't you answer the question? Let me say, let me say, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing. I don't. I know you do more than I'd like you to have. 
I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, there you go. There you're just not going to pass the buck like uh, Merrick Garland did. You just don't answer the question all to uh, all together. Uh, the dam is about to break. This, according to Peter Schweitzer, who has uh, uh, been doing a good deal of investigation in the last few years. We'll get to his audio coming up, but it's pretty epic. And uh, the dam is beginning to break. The butt is off the rose. And I don't think Joe Biden is going to make it through the 2024 race, let alone be the candidate of choice, even though <laughs> newscasts everywhere are saying he's leading the field. I think they're high. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. EAACorp.com. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Monday, and we got a special guest, Chrissy Clark. Joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. She does a, a show called The Reaction for the Daily Caller. She is a young conservative woman, I believe, cisgendered, been a woman her entire life and proud of it. And she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you doing today, Chrissy? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing great. Chrissy, I uh, saw you uh, tweet this morning a video talking about all the Hunter Biden uh, scandals that the media is not covering. I don't know if you heard um, uh, this weekend Chuck Todd talking to Garrett Hackey, I guess, on NBC. Listen to this real quick, because uh, Chuck is finally having to admit that there's some malfeasance with regard to the Bidens. And uh, Garrett is acting like it's the first time anybody has ever alleged anything because there's no proof of any scandal. So I'll play it and then get your reaction. You know, it, it was not clear whether there was there there. These transcripts, who these people were, the second whistleblower, um, these look pretty credible. What kind of uh, reaction have you gotten on the Hill today? Uh, and Chuck, it's kind of ironic because I think, as you point out, the various oversight efforts by different Republican House committees to find a handle on a Hunter Biden scandal that would really break through have been pretty weak. They've frankly mm -hmm. been pretty feeble at times. So what do you think there, Chrissy? You think that the uh, the allegations of corruption about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have been pretty weak until now? I mean, <laughs> Bob, I actually have to really dissect this for a second. No, they were never weak, but they lacked credibility solely yes. because we had institutions like the Department of Justice obstructing justice from ever being had. 
That's exactly right. Now, would you 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 would, you did do this video this weekend? Tell us about some of the other things that uh, I mean. We're investigating this right now. It's becoming very very obvious. As Peter Schweitzer said, the dam is beginning to break. But there have been a lot of other instances. Would you like to share real quick? Yeah, of course. So you know we have these damaging uh, stories that you're seeing in the news right now. But I think one of the most damaging ones is there, there's just more evidence contradicting that Joe Biden knew about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. We see it in a text message from Hunter Biden specifically saying to a Chinese communist national that he needs to fork over money in order to, um, you know, appease Joe Biden. And if not, Joe Biden is going to come after him with the full force of the U.S. government, essentially. And now you have not just you know, the, the the Biden administration denying this, you actually have Hunter Biden's lawyers affirming that this is real. Saying, yeah. yes, yeah. my client did say this text message, but he was on crack cocaine. So, yeah. You know, yeah. take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, you know, and Chrissy, also you've got Merrick Garland saying that, oh, yeah, this is all on uh, the uh, the uh, the attorney uh, Vice to do this. And Vice is saying, no, 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 no. He tried to appoint a special counsel. He wanted to figure out where the uh, uh, where Joe Biden was when that uh, WhatsApp message was, was done. And apparently the DOJ got in the way uh, because they could have proven that he was in the room with him. And it sounds like Merrick Garland was behind that. Um, I think I have a feeling that the wheels are finally coming off when Chuck Todd admits there was a problem or Catherine Herridge is doing news stories on it or CNN is doing news stories on it. And by the way, Susan Rice jumped ship about a month ago. It makes me kind of think that this is all becoming very real, that the media wants to be on the right side of history when this all goes down, whether that be Joe Biden being impeached or resigning to save face and possibly save his family. What do you think? I definitely think I see where you're coming from, but also I think that any jump to impeachment or, uh, you know, unelectability from uh, scandals like this, it's just not realistic. I don't see that happening. I think people really Democrats. I do. I think Democrats specifically will brush this off as, oh, you know, it was his son. It wasn't him. And there's nothing necessarily pinning. You can find a way. Democrats will find a way. You can look at that text message and say, Oh, Hunter Biden was in the room with his dad, but his dad didn't know how many times have you texted somebody while your parent was in the room and they didn't know what you were sending in a text message. Democrats will find any and every way to push this off as some sort of, uh, you know, minor problem in the Biden administration because they don't want to admit to the truth and they don't want to admit that they're going to vote for liars and corrupt and corrupt people so long as there's a D next their name. Well, I, I disagree with you, Chrissy. I believe um, that I, I believe that Joe Biden will not be the candidate. I don't think he's physically or mentally able to be uh, the candidate. And I believe that some other things are going to get in the way. And he's I, I personally believe that somebody is going to step in. He's going to either resign. It could be about this. It could be for another reason. Um, I think he's going to resign or push. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But it clear it's clear that a lot of uh, a lot of things are coming out uh, right now uh what do you let me ask you about this uh robert kennedy jr over the weekend spoke in uh in new hampshire the democrat party is doing everything they can to silence him uh what are your thoughts on rfk and the and the appeal he has um despite being a pariah uh being an anti-vax whatever by the by the media for so long and suddenly he's catching fire what do you think what do you think about him well i think that there needs to be a debate 
that's as simple as it can be. There needs to be a debate. Joe Biden needs to get on a debate stage. When you have polling numbers that showcase that there's a dark divide in the Democratic Party, that RFK Jr. is polling in the double digits, there needs to be a debate. And the fact that the Democratic Party is shying away from this, I mean, the Republican Party could easily say, President Trump was our president, there's no primary. But that's not what we're doing here, as like Republicans have the opportunity to do that, and they're not doing it. And Democrats should be living in the same realm as Republicans when it comes to giving their voters a fair shake of who they want to represent them. And the fact that they're not allowing Joe Biden to go out there, I mean, I'm not, this isn't a conspiracy theory. The man can barely walk. He trips over sandbags, all right? Like, there's, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is real life. And it just showcases that the Democratic Party is engaging in some form of a cover-up in order to help Joe Biden and their priorities win, as opposed to somebody who is a free thinker. And if that doesn't showcase what the Democratic Party is all about, pushing forward their party representative instead of somebody who can freely think about liberal values, then I just don't know what does. What are your thoughts on uh, Trump and DeSantis? Uh, the more that Trump is is uh, persecuted, the higher he goes in polls right now. Uh, uh, most recent polls are showing him 40 points in front of Ron DeSantis. Um, what do you, uh, and, and I like to say this, uh, Donald Trump is not a uh, candidate this year. He's a movement. And I don't think people are going to move off Trump. They're not going to move. Trump supporters are not going to move off Trump. Nothing against DeSantis. I think DeSantis could make a great president in 2029. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the uh, the GOP side of things? Well, I, and I don't want to give my personal opinion because my job is to be a reporter on, on this situation. So you're not going to hear a few out of me. But what I will say in the commentary to Ron DeSantis running in 2029 as opposed to 2024 this is when he's popular, right? So if you're looking at it and you're saying, oh, Chris Christie missed his shot however many years ago when he was popular, or um, you know, you can make that comment about a litany of candidates that waited too long to run. I think Ron DeSantis is smart for getting ahead of that because he could he, he, there's nowhere for him to go after this. It's not like he's running for a House seat. He's already been in the House. It's not like he's running for governor again. He's term limited. There is really nowhere else for him to go. So I understand why he opted to make this decision. Now, I definitely agree with you. Trump is 100% a movement right now. I don't think you're going to be able to see people swing from Donald Trump to Ron DeSantis, whereas I think you could, let's say somebody like Tim Scott, just start skyrocketing in the polls and becomes a number two after we get through uh, primary or into the debate season and everything. I could absolutely see people who like Donald Trump going to vote for Tim Scott if he was. Right now, there's just too much contention between DeSantis and Trump that I just don't see much of the core Trump base going over to anybody but Trump, unless there's a handful of people that Trump doesn't attack, and Tim Scott seems to be one of them. Now, Chrissy, you are, uh, I guess, technically a, a Gen Z, member of Gen Z. Or would you call mm -hmm. yourself a millennial? Um, my, I've been noticing at uh, graduation ceremonies this year that uh, valedictorians, and I've seen at least two of them, uh, they really are trying to come to terms with what uh, adults did during COVID to Generation Z. Uh, it really changed, I think, Gen Z's perspective on a lot of things. Um, as a member of Gen Z, uh, now that we're separating ourselves from what happened during the real formula, formulative, formulative years of Gen Z, 
Gen Zers uh, from 2019 to 2022 or so. Uh, how are how are do you suppose they're going to respond to all of this? Do you suppose Gen Z may lean uh, away from some of the traditional left leaning viewpoints of the past, uh, or do you believe that it, it it hasn't changed them much? How do you suppose it did change Gen Z? You know, Gen Z was obviously incredibly impacted, but the one thing we do know about them is that they're not afraid to be outspoken and they're not afraid to glom on to something that they really, truly believe in. And I think the problem with Gen Z and why people are are very negative towards Gen Z can actually, not that there's any finger pointing involved, but I think it's a calling to the older generation to know that these are students, these are kids, these are young adults who are out there looking for purpose and looking for a message that they can get behind. And the best thing you can do is adequately market and authentically market towards them. Because I was just reading a poll the other day, actually yesterday, that found that 80% of Gen Zers are not afraid to share their faith with other people, which if you talk to a millennial or um, Gen X, they're incredibly afraid to talk about the things comparatively to Gen Z that are considered controversial. Gen Z is very much open to discuss difficult things. Um, the problem is just that uh, no one has put adequate resources into educating them on the issues that matter, like faith, like religion, like anything that has to do with conservative economic policies, if those resources were provided more adequately and in our public schools to Gen Zers, I really do think you would see an incredible outcome from it. I got to tell you, uh, my daughter has just turned 18 years old, and, um, you know, she, um, we don't talk politics. I know that, uh, you know, my son has just graduated University of Kansas. He's uh, uh, left-leaning, of course. But my daughter is, um, she doesn't uh, curse, she doesn't smoke, she doesn't drink, she doesn't engage in social media. She sees the nonsense and the uh, incredible unhappiness that many of those things have brought generations previously, and, and all of her friends are the same way. We, I didn't raise her in a strict uh, Christian background. She has a boyfriend who's a Christian. They go to church gatherings. But do you suppose that, you know, not only learning to not trust authority with all of the nonsense that Gen Z was put through uh, with COVID, all of the censorship that's happened in the country, that maybe Generation Z is saying, you know what, screw you. Uh, we, you, you we've been abused enough and, and we're going we're gonna to proceed in a direction that the other generations did not go and we're going to learn from our mistakes. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. It's almost why you can't, I mean, you can tell the difference, but you look at you know, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, they are both revolutionaries when you look at their status in terms of your general Republicans and your general Democrats. And a lot of that was ground funding and groundswell from Gen Z. They're looking for an anti-authoritarian, anti-party answer. And it is why Donald Trump, it is why Bernie Sanders are very popular in terms of getting people to show up and be a part of Gen Z uh, organizations and um, and definitely like on college campus organizations as well. So, I yes, 
Absolutely. I definitely. I think think more than any other generation, you know, they used to say uh, question authority in the the, the boomers in the 1960s, question authority. My generation, we were called slackers in the early 90s. I was never a slacker. But I got to tell you, if any generation has the onus to reject authority, it's Generation Z, because the adults in the room behaved like complete morons the last decade or so. So, (laughs) Chrissy, I appreciate it. And then the adults tell us that we're, we're the idiots because we like TikTok. I'm like, all right, let's just chill here. (laughs) I got to tell you, Chrissy, when I see you and I see other uh, powerful people in their their 20s right now, uh, I'm very hopeful. I know that we all think that everybody's down with the radical LGBTQIA and all that, but I think a lot of younger people of Gen Z are just kind of uh, fed up. And uh, and I think think some changes are going to happen that are profoundly positive because they don't want the same crap that happened to the millennials to happen to them. But, Chrissy, I, I appreciate you joining me today. Where can people find you on social media, by the way? Yeah, of course. You can find me always on YouTube at Chrissy Clark on the reaction. You can find me on Instagram as well as Chrissy Clark underscore. All right, Chrissy, great to talk to you. Hope to talk to you again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's The Rob Carson Show. I want to thank Chrissy Clark for being on the show. I uh, disagree with Chrissy, Chrissy Clark. I don't believe that things are going to go on as usual with the Biden administration, considering the uh, the depth of the corruption that's being exposed uh, in all of the whistleblowers. I don't believe that he'll be able to continue his presidency, no matter how much the cover-up, particularly if Merrick Garland is impeached, as Kevin McCarthy is saying he is going to be. Uh, speaking of Merrick Garland, this is what Jim Comer said on Newsmax to Eric Bowling about, uh, about, uh, about uh, Merrick Garland and what he done to the FBI and the uh, DOJ. Merrick Garland has destroyed the reputation of the Justice Cabinet. He has destroyed the reputation of justice in America. He needs to go. Uh, there's no way he can defend the indefensible uh, by saying that he's treated Democrats in the same manner that he's treated Republicans, specifically the way he treated the President of the United States' son. What you saw with the IRS whistleblower this week, uh, every company that they mentioned in their deposition was a company that we had already brought out as a shell company yeah. by the Bidens. The IRS knew about this. They knew about it because the the federal government had records of it in the Treasury cabinet of their money laundering and tax evasion, yet they do absolutely nothing to Hunter Biden for any of that. They, they- by the way, and the uh, DOJ fired all of the investigators on the Hunter Biden team. Fired all of them. This is going to, when it comes down, it's going to be big and ugly. Here is uh, Jim Comer talking about the Biden business model. Well, we're going to start bringing some people in uh, that have been consulting with us. Obviously, uh, those shell companies were created to never be found, but we found them. Uh, We had people that have advised us along the way. Remember, the Bidens have hooked and crooked a lot of people along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, They always had a partner, someone to actually do the work, to get it set up, and then they would steal the money. That's the Biden business model. So we've had a lot of people that have been advising us. I think Tony Soprano had the same business model. We know 
the role that Joe Biden Vito Corleone played and make no mistake he was the big guy <laughs> so we're going to start bringing people in for depositions we're going to begin with Devin Archer in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. uh, and then you're going to see more names that you're familiar with that are going to mm -hmm. that are going to come forward and they're just going to tell exactly what they know and what role Joe Biden played remember Joe Biden said he had no knowledge of his family's business dealing yeah, it's going to become so overwhelming that is unavoidable. That's why Chuck Todd talked about it this week, and they're still trying to discount it. That's why NBC is now covering. That's why CNN is now covering it. That's why John Kirby was confronted on Friday. That's why KJP, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, was uh, confronted about it because it is finally cutting through. And they're not the mainstream media is not doing it because they consider it newsworthy. They're doing it because it's the truth, and they can't avoid not telling the truth anymore. I know that sounds very hard to, but it's it's going to become so overwhelming that it cannot be ignored. Jim Comer. Absolutely not. Let me assure the American people. Uh, we have bank records that came in this week that we're going through that we think are going to uh, show more wires from more countries. Remember, we've just disclosed two yeah. countries nice. thus far. We've disclosed China and Romania. Uh, there are still some more Chinese wires that we have yet to present to the American people. And there are a lot of wires. Mysterious wires from Ukraine. Don't forget Ukraine, yeah. And Russia that we're about to expose. So, Biden makes you kind of think that maybe the war in Ukraine is just a massive laundry, money laundering operation. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, this is just beginning for the Bidens. All the Department of Justice is doing. And I said that a lot a year ago. It's standing our way. But even with all the obstacles that Merrick Garland has thrown in front of the House Oversight Committee, all the obstacles that, that the Treasury Cabinet has thrown in the F While going after Donald Trump for nothing. The eyes thrown. With all the negative media coverage from the mainstream media, we are still producing results every day that shows this family, the President of the United States family, has received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries. Thank you very much. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.